It's uh, the tugboat. Uh, it's uh, it's a conversation. Um, there's no cheese, as I mentioned in my solo cast. Cheese is busy most of the time now. Um, so I'm sitting down uh, person to person uh, or just headset to headset with, uh, with the inspector. Um, you may know him previously hey. as the estimator. That's right. But now he focuses his time primarily on inspecting. I'd like to take a moment to, to note that the, the tugboat seemed to have gone to Italy at the start there. Uh, I think it's just, it's just a happen to me sometimes. It's a happen. No, uh, truth, it's a good time. Truth be told, I just watched uh, Master of None, the second season, so, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, it was that, uncomfortable. The whole start of that season confused me for a bit because I was like, I forgot about the end of the last season. I'm like, oh, Aziz is in Italy. Well, they just... Yeah, I watched it after the allegations came out, so... Oh, just put oh, whole, that puts a dark note on things, yeah, was, doesn't it? It was a lot darker. Um, but I, it, but it is kind of hilarious. I, I mean, it's not, it's not good to say, but reading the story of the Aziz allegation is kind of funny well, because I can picture Aziz Ansari doing that. I just picture him like with his on stage voice. Yeah, have sex with me. <laughs> I will, uh, I'll send you an article after that's pretty, well, I won't, but I'll say that I'm going to, that's pretty funny, um, regarding that, but anyways. And I'll, and I'll read it, I never do. Yeah. Um, yeah. follow through, classic. Yeah. So speaking of follow through, we're, we're gonna do this interview, I sent you the questions which you allegedly read. Yeah. Um, and your brain in the background apparently was doing some preparation, hopefully, so. Yeah, well, that's, I'm hoping for the subroutines to kick in protocols and whatnot, science. Yeah. Um, well, it's kept me alive this far. Well, let's start, let's start with an easy one for you. Um, okay. Inspector, what short-term goal are you closest to achieving? Oh, wow, you mixed up the order. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be, I'll be all over the map. You, you don't know. All over the map. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. Short-term goal am I closest to accomplishing? I didn't even think about that one because my short-term goals, I kind of, well, you've known me long enough to know I have a bit of ADD. Well, you just took a piss, so I mean, if that was a goal, you you got that <laughs> Mission one. accomplished. But, no, uh, but short, short-term goals are more transient things I never even log as having if they're not super important. I do have some, like, short, short long-term goals, like house renovation type stuff. Yeah, that's, that could be like in the in the frame of your life that would be considered short term. Oh yeah, okay, drop in the bucket then. Then yeah. uh, then that working pretty hard towards getting the kitchen redone and uh, oh, should be done that. Because you did a bathroom and a bedroom, I believe. So you're. I've done uh, bathroom, bedroom, living room, dining room. Uh, I built a garden, did a bunch of front landscaping. It's a it's a constant. You know, when you own a home, it's just a second job that doesn't pay you. Well, if you let it. I did no work for the first five years I lived in the harbor, <laughs> and I well, was quite comfortable with that. Well, the th- I I don't know. I like things a particular way, and I. But it was funny how I was talking to you before. I've come to terms with certain things I like as I get older. Yep. My order of operations was outside appearance of the home for like curb appeal yep. before I moved inside. 
because I didn't want to be I'm, I'm close enough to some neighbors that keep a nice lawn and yeah, stuff like pride. that that I, I didn't want to be that person on the block that's the only reason I cut my lawn three times a year shame yeah right yeah I Which don't want to be I don't want to be that jerk yeah it's a great motivator yeah it's kind of the opposite of pride like the lady next door that is cutting her grass every week that's about pride for her making it look nice Mm-hmm. Mine is just, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. But then, for certain things, I am that guy. Because I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. But in context, I live very close to the people that organize the garden tour for Temiskaming Shores. Right. They're, and they have they have staff come in to tend their garden. So my, I don't want to be that guy, is still legs, head, and chest... Well, I don't know, whatever body parts, way above my neighbors who are just, like, cutting the grass. And since then, I know some people around me have, out of spite, put in gardens. <laughs> it's great. Uh, like, the look of bitterness on the husband's face as, like, the wife is, like, staring at him. And you're just looking oh. at him, like, sitting in your garden, drinking a beer, being like, haha, I've won. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess short-term goals, that's... Pretty much it. Yeah, I, I can relate. I have. Similar... Well, do you, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Like, does anybody actually pay attention to those well, sorts of things anymore? Well, maybe tune in to an upcoming episode of Conversations to find out that answer. Oh, little, little teaser. teaser, little teaser, little little teaser. Uh, here's a weird one for you. Would you rather mm. be shampoo or conditioner? Shampoo, hundred percent. Why? Um. Conditioner are those assholes that come in and fucking buff up the hard work somebody's done and then take credit. Shampoo gets in there. Shampoo is like head and shoulders. You leave on your scalp. It tingles. It gets rid of dandruff. What does the head and shoulders conditioner do? There's no leave for five minutes. It's just put it on, take it off. Whoa. You're leaving head and shoulders for five minutes before you rinse it out? Yeah, that's right. I'm like 30 seconds tops. No, no, man. I like the burn lets you know you're alive that's what i mean you know that it's working because it's doing shit the conditioner and yeah there's something to be said about an unfinished home or unpainted walls don't look the same but you know what without the walls there's nothing to paint yeah so shampoo i'm shampoo for me i've gone long stretches of my life without using conditioner so i don't it's like you say it's kind of like a frill uh yeah for me i'm more of a i like the shampoo as well People people hate that, but uh, Con- conditioner yeah. is marketing. More well, no, it has effects. I've seen the difference between a luster in a coat versus. Oh not. yeah, no, no, no. I meant more the marketing department for something, not so much yeah. just marketing in general. Yeah, it does have an effect, but it's upselling a product. The product itself, it didn't help develop. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm there. I, I can follow you on that. Um, I'm done with that one. So, okay. if you are, I guess. But I. You're done. Yeah, I think I'm good. So, <laughs> so what's one, one so we're talking about you a little bit and the shampoo and you like to consider working hard. So, what's one small thing you could improve about yourself tomorrow? Like, immediately, like, I don't know. Um, stop eating at Taco Bell. Uh, only smoke on Sundays. Like, what do you got? <laughs> I could cut out soda entirely. Well, hold on. Um, you mentioned Tamiskaming Shores. That's in Canada. 
Yep. So you want to take another run at that one? Oh, you don't like soda? No. You don't. You don't like the word soda. It's pap. Pap. I know, and it's hilarious because I've called it soda since I was a kid. I don't know where I got it from. Probably mm-hmm. because it says soda on the side of the can. Sody pop. But I always call it soda, just like I call call them candy bars. I call them candy bars. You're an odd duck. You know that. Well, it's part of my allure. But, <laughs> um, but really, I I do. I've cut down a lot. Like I only drink diet cola. But I'm sure, like it's mostly salt water. So there's probably cut that out without much but I like it you know would you consider a soda stream I thought about that and I'm, I'm really too lazy once you make the investment in all the product and all the stuff like look I've got a French press that I figure is my big fucking look I can do it oh, should I be swearing probably not well it's rated explicit so I mean you don't have to celebrate it but you're not breaking any rules okay um the French press, when I moved to that, I figured that's about as close to doing things myself as I care to be. The soda stream, I just know I'd never keep it up, just like I have a juicer. Used that a couple of times. Done with that. What What led you to buy the juicer? Um, I think the... Ah, oh, yeah. You know, if I juice things, if I turn things into a puree and drink it that way, that'll make me healthier. So it's, it's 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 one of those infomercial logic chains, right? Like, if I have these products, they'll help me in the long run. But you, you were looking to improve yourself, so yeah. giving up soda, sody pops. Yeah, sody pops. Anything else? Any other juicy, tantalizing ones? No, well, I could use to lose a couple of pounds, but I'm just waiting for summer to kick in so I can actually go running outside again without freezing a lung. Or your balls. Yeah, that too. Outside of that, I'm I'm in a pretty happy place. That's good to hear. Um, I'm sure if I nitpick myself to death, I could probably think about stuff, but I don't think that's very healthy. Well, that leads right into the next question. So, what did you want to be when you were 10 years old? Yeah, and I thought about this one. I actually, like, checked what year it was when I was 10. And it made total sense why I thought about it. When I was around 10, 10 or 11, I wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, I wanted you to say He-Man. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but the reason I wanted to be a lawyer, and I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, the O.J. Simpson trial. <laughs> because because my dad was glued to that thing. Yeah, everybody like, was. Every, I know. So every day I'd come home from school, and he'd be like, like, not reclined in the recliner, but, like, feet on the ground and leaned forward, listening to Johnny Cochran, you know, try and try and get that guy off. Phrasing? <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> but, but I would sit there glued to it, and I, I think I had this romanticized image from there and then from different crime things on TV that being a lawyer is a cool job. It is a cool um, job. Well, I no, know. that's... Uh, Common misconception. It's not cool yeah. at all. <laughs> no, no, it's really not. Um. Okay, so you, at ten you wanted to be a lawyer. Then you roll ahead twenty years to when you were twenty. That's shut roll up. ahead ten years, buddy. Shut, shut up. Never question the whole. I'll ask the questions around here. All right. 
What did you What did you decide that you were going to do at twenty? Because it, you know, we're kind of most people are pressured into making that. Well, for the rest of my life, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, at twenty, I had less of an idea what I wanted to do with my life than at ten. So, like lawyer, at twenty years old, I was a little bit then. into my undergrad. Would you say that the lawyer, the lawyer <laughs> idea, was out at twenty? No, it wasn't. It wasn't entirely out. Um, but I wasn't sold on it. Um, there was, it was like that was the age when I was so rife with opportunity of going any direction I wanted that it was almost like anal- <clears throat> analysis paralysis. Yeah. I had no idea at twenty what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, and there were lots of options. But I was crippled by the fear of one of them not working out that I didn't really choose. Because you're like a pre-hipster with your fear of missing out, FOMO. Yeah. No, it's totally that. And, you know, when you're... Our generation was... Like, grew up being told you can be anything you want to be. And that's great in a motivational sense, but what it actually leads to is anything. Oh, crap. Oh, crap, anything? Oh, well, well, what thing? What thing's the best? Oh, I don't know about that. What about this? But is that better than this? Oh, oh, no. What if I do this? And there was a lot of that. I mentally bounced between a bunch of professions, all around, like, all while completing, like, an arts degree. But when you were doing your, like, university applications and things like that, was that a super stressful time for you then? No, absolutely not, because my university application, um, our generation, our, our time, you were one of the first ones to do it online. And people did it in clusters at the library, at the at the high school. And what, how I chose the discipline that I decided to study, I asked the person sitting next to me. And what did they say? They said, political science. Why? Um, because at that point, I think, uh, I took a lot of, they weren't even law courses, but like law and politics courses in high school. And I was known for being a little bit mouthy and, uh, being involved and interested in that. So I was reading Noam Chomsky in high school. Gross. <laughs> yeah. I... So, so somebody beside me said, yeah, do that. And I just did. You're like. Okay, and then... I didn't... I 100% was not thinking about the end goal at the time. I was thinking about a hundred other things, but I just knew because everyone said, you have to go to university, you have to do this. Yeah. But then, outside of that, I had no game plan. So you, you know, you, you were kind of bouncing all over the idea, all over the place with ideas. You could do anything, and then this person comes and says, hey, you should do this. And you're like, yeah, so oh, I, finally, I direction. Reached, yeah. I reached out and I grabbed that lifeline. Okay. So you, at 20, you decided to be a political scientist. I guess that was at... Well, 18 or 19. 18 or or 19, yeah, close enough. But then, as you're going through school, you know, you you have summer jobs, etc. Was there any any direction that you started to head in at that time, or you were still kind of, I could do anything. Well, I think I gravitated towards construction-type jobs. Uh, just because as a student with uh, an arts degree, there weren't jobs falling off trees. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I mean, it was the type of work that I'd been doing for a long time, working for contractors, just as arms and legs, really. And I just kept doing that sort of thing. But it wasn't until after that that I really fell into that industry. So, which, as it turns out, I, I really like. So, so that worked. That kind of worked out for you then. Oh, I did. It. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people I know, fell into the. Oh, I don't know what to do. I'll become a teacher. Yeah. And I almost fell into that trap too. Which is leading, which led to the huge glut of teachers in, well, at least in Ontario, well, and that, now the that, lack of jobs. Like the job, uh, there used to be a lot less teachers, and they could demand whatever they want, so it was a high-paying job. So everyone, oh, let's become a teacher. Then they're flooding the market with labor, so it becomes less valuable. Well, not only that, but then you have all that previous group that are just refusing to retire still. Well, yeah, that wasn't even a, a conception. That wasn't even an idea at the time. Yeah. But, yeah, now that problem compounded once all these graduates started pumping out looking for teaching jobs and everybody who could retire was going, nah. No, I'm getting paid a lot of money. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. Or, or wait, no, sorry. still of that particular generation holding on. It was probably more because they just loved teaching so much. Yeah, whereas now it it was never there's a lot of teachers who have probably very little love of teaching but went in because it was a good job at the time that they started thinking about a career. Yeah, and I've seen that a couple of times where you know, even in in this generation there's people that went into teaching because that's what they wanted to do and they knew they wanted to teach kids, etc. Mm-hmm. But then there is a growing number that are just like, well, this seemed like an easy route to get a paycheck, so I'm going to do this. Which is <sighs> I, I want to say it's it's sad, but at the same time, it's not unexpected. Hey, man, you got to eat. Yeah, and a lot of people, there's a, there's a huge, I'd say it far outweighs the number that do. There's a huge amount of people that don't have a passion as when it comes to work. Yeah. Like, what do you want to be when I grow up? I don't know. Well, that, because they're they're more they're more interested in what they do outside of work, I guess. Yeah, I want to go to like a concert of a band you've never heard of, and then go to like this craft brewery and just hang out for a bit, and then like smoke some. Uh, oh, I forget the name. What's the business that you smoke at the hookah bars? Shisha. Yeah, shisha. Yeah, you know, smoke some of that with my friends, and then we're gonna go to the mall. Actually, do kids go to the mall? I feel like they don't go to the mall anymore. I don't feel like anybody goes to the mall they except shop. around Christmas. We're just going to go hang out and shop online together. <laughs> Can you imagine that? A bunch of people sitting around on their phones that's... going, ooh, occasionally. I'm quite certain that's exactly what's happening. Yeah? No, but not even, not even that. There's people that were like, I value, let's say, hunting and fishing. I'm just using Northern Ontario as an yeah. example. And then whatever job facilitates them with the financial that. resources to do that. Yeah. Instead of being like, how can I make this my job and opening yeah. an outfitter, they just figure out a job, that, that a nine to five that pays them, keeps them in beer and cigarettes. And, and you know what? There is nothing wrong with that. When you no. think about previous generations, um, how, many, how many people were employed in what they considered to be their passion? Yeah, or to, how, ma- live, or man. how many people joined the army? Yeah. Um, 
But you brought up a couple minutes ago, what do you want to be now? So that's the next question, coincidentally. So, you know, as you're getting close to Christ and age, what do you want to do now? Like, are you seeing a, a direction? Is something starting to materialize, like a path to follow? Or are you still trying to figure it out because you can do anything? Um, well, actually, what I was touching on before, the amount of people that just want to do something to facilitate their outside life, that is becoming more where I want to be. Right. In the particular, like in the professions I've had, yeah, you work real hard, you make money, okay, but work for the sake of work. If you start foregoing what interests you and what develops you as a person, I think I think that's where I more want to go. It sounds kind of silly, but I I did a lot of philosophy courses when I was doing my undergrad in political <laughs> science. Yeah, I know. Laugh it up. You laughed at me at the time, too. I'm never going to stop. Uh, <laughs> I do remember the joke. You were like, yeah, I'm getting my degree in political science, so someday I can pump your gas. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was the one that said it. Yeah, I know. I laughed then, and I laugh now. <laughs> but but there was a lot that I read at the time about you know, personal fulfillment through you know, good action, good intention, good things like that. But it's really just, I, I like the idea of finding my own Zen through things I can be productive in, not even necessarily things that make me money. Right. But like gardening. but something, yeah, like gardening. I yeah. enjoy, I enjoy gardening. Yeah. You, it's hard work sometimes, especially, you know, initially when you're developing things, but you know, you do get that enjoyment out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, what do I want to do now? Uh, I don't really know. I want to spend time with my niece, like my 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 sister had a kid, and I want to spend time with them. I want to spend more time with my family. I want to do a lot of, like, personal development things. Um, I'd like to do some trips, things like that, and none of them are work-related goals. Yeah. So... In that same vein, then, moving to the next question. So mm. when's the last time you did something just for you? Yes. And, and, and what that. was it? My, yeah, my mind got dirty real quick. Yeah, you probably uh, went and rubbed one out, but it's something more general and less perverse. Well, like, general is in, like, a purchase, an action. Um... Yeah. Like, maybe you blew off... Uh, laser tag in the park, or blew off a date to go play laser tag in the park, or you, you know, canceled plans, or just stayed in for the evening to play video games and drink a magnum of wine. Oh yeah, I did that on. Uh, uh when the hell was it? Like, so, or or you took the afternoon to garden. I don't know something that you did for your own enjoyment, for your own personal happiness. When was the last time? And jerking off when? doesn't count. Yeah, no. I could go on. but uh, Probably uh, I canceled some plans with friends the other weekend to just do that, to rest and recharge. Um, I find myself, I don't know, maybe this is a sign of age, but I find my tendencies becoming more introverted in that I, I value alone time where yeah. I don't have to deal with people. That's pretty much been my story the whole time. <laughs> no, but some people some people start out extroverted and then like move towards introversion or some people go the opposite direction. Yeah. And I, I was having a I was having a good chat with uh 
with a friend over Christmas about how they've they're developing more into an extrovert and value and like their downtime they enjoy being around people and find it invigorating and the the conversation itself was exhausting me because I was out doing stuff and like not that I don't like it but yeah Um, just just having quiet time I find it draining like to be in a crowd or go every time I go into the big smoke I find it to be just a draining experience because it's just you gotta be like I don't know it's it's too much for me yeah I'm I'm right there with you I I like routine to a certain point but I just find I have to deal with people through work or through whatever all day that you know what I I would like to just watch some TV turn my brain off not be on yeah I think that's part of it it's the being on where you can just shut down and let your brain go on cruise control yeah let it recharge for the next volley. Um, so you mentioned hunting. Are you more of a hunter or are you a gatherer? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I think it depends on depends on the day, but I probably tend towards the gatherer side more. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, because a lot of people, oh, I, I'm the hunter. Oh, what does that mean? And it's just like that. I, I think that's the extrovert introvert, maybe not exactly divide, but I like I like making things work. I like making things uh, efficient, and I think that tends to more uh, the gather uh, of the two choices in this instance. It, it's a. I think that question it's tough because it can be interpreted a number of different ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll skip past that one. Maybe I won't. Well, use we that we one. can we can keep muddling through it if you want. It's no, kind of fun. I I don't. Um, you don't? Well, you wrote it. Yeah, I think I might have stolen that one from the internet. Uh, well, steal from better places. If you're not happy about the questions, hey, you know you don't have to put them in. Oddball interview questions is a limited spectrum. <laughs> so why don't you use your brain thoughts to think them? I did most of them, but here's one for you. Okay. Um, what is a long-term goal that you're aspiring to? And do you think oh, it's attainable? God. And have you started working on a plan to get there? Well, mm, retirement. Yeah, that's that's a fitting one. And and I it's it's kind of scary how in the past couple of years I've thought about what I'm gonna do in. Uh, 30 years from now more and more because why is it scary well just think about it this way if you're 30 years old you've only really been a person a productive person for let's say 8 years because even at 22 if you meet 22 year olds now what do you think of them they're They're, shitheads yeah most of them are pretty dumb yeah so before that it's a catastrophic (laughs) write off uh, I just said all the ones I know for sure because some of them listen to this, so just want to get a little <laughs> zing in there. Ah, uh, well, once they listen to it, they'll realize how crappy they are and what you think of them. No, they won't. They'll just keep on living. Um, <laughs> so, is there any aspect of it, like facing your own mortality, anything like that, that bothers you? No, the idea that there's a lot of people that are of retirement age 
that are not financially secure or, f- or secure enough through family or some other means to take care of themselves. Yeah. Like there's a there's what I learned about um, through dating someone in the healthcare profession, the amount of people that get admitted to the hospital for something called failure to cope. That's basically when you can't deal with grandma anymore, so you send her to the hospital, say I can't cope with her because you can't you don't want to deal with her being old and you have to take care of her. So the hospital basically holds on to her until they they die. Now is that like a a fiscal unable to take care of her or is there like you know there's a lot of degenerative diseases that happen to the elderly is it or is it something like it's that? a it's a it's a broad category okay it's 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 any manner of those things but i mean yeah the mortality portion of it factors in is kind of frightening but imagine not having the ability to handle your own self yeah, by then, the time by by your twilight years, then you have to sit in a hospital while you wait and watch people come in and go out. Um, some of them just dying, and you're just you're you're just sitting there. But how are you allowed to stay in that hospital if you don't necessarily have something wrong with you? Like because they can't discharge them because there's no one to discharge them to. Oh, okay. So if I, if I put you in the hospital and say I, I'm failing to cope with you, then does that exclude me from being an option for you to be discharged to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Sense. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but I think it's they either hold on to them to the point that they wait for like a publicly funded um, old age home to be able to take them. Right. Or, or a different wing of the hospital for a bed to open up in like those like older long, care places. Long term type of thing but i i had no idea the amount of people that that just do that yeah that, to me that's like a you know the exception not the rule like you know very low odds of that happening but you're making it sound like it's a lot more frequent than you would expect it is it's and it's a huge problem on the healthcare system well yeah it'd be a massive drain especially as all the boomers start to get old Right? Stupid boomers. So it's only an issue that is, like, we're coming to the real problem years of that issue. Yeah. But but oh. stuff like that. Like, so I think about retirement in that I want to plan to not have to worry about somebody else handling my affairs. And, yeah, yeah and if things get dodgy, I want to have the cognizance to be like, okay, well, I'm... Uh, I'm riding a mountain bike down a cliff now or something like that. I don't know. That's a little more morbid, but... Well, I remember, like, as we went through our 20s and getting into our late 20s, we were, you know, getting ourselves into the workforce and kind of just ripping along. I know I wasn't doing any retirement planning. No, no. Were you doing anything before 30? And then have you started, like, are you on the move now in terms of getting to that goal? Honestly, I'm just gearing towards it now. Okay. Because it's like it's it's little things in life. Like um, my knee has gone a little bit, not like game, but I've been noticing some tenderness now that I'm realizing is just age related and like previous activity related. I'm like, oh crap, the machine's starting to wear out. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not invincible. I'm not an invincible twenty year old anymore. 
with the stupid confidence and uh you know i could do anything and whatever now i gotta worry about like oh god i'm gonna be sore the next day or i can't have more than three beers because i'm gonna be hung over the next day or like whatever the hell it is yeah i noticed that <clears throat> with my back uh, apparently my core muscles have degenerated to the point that I'm starting to have a sore back from time to time so i threw my it. back out about two months ago yeah this is not good I, I I was moving I was moving a filing cabinet, and then there was a loud pop, yeah. and then I just didn't move for twenty minutes. I stood there, not moving, going. Ah, yeah, mine was. Ah. I was taking my socks off at uh, new, around New Year's, and I just bent the wrong way trying to reach down to pull it off of the. It was all kind of balled up at the end of my toes. I couldn't get the little bastard off, so I reached down, kind of, just like leaning to my right and it was like ah, ah, and then you know laid down on a firm supportive air mattress for the next <laughs> like three nights but uh yeah so I'm sure that helped it did not um and i also got dry needled by uh my relatives and uh they're don't worry they're qualified probably but uh you gotta hope that didn't help either i was surprised but it's one of those things, like, can you imagine how, if you met 15 years prior you, I would punch they'd look the at face. you and go, pathetic. If I looked at 15 years younger me, I would probably punch him in the face and be like, get it together, you're literally killing us. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'd cut his hair off and say, get used to it. <laughs> oh, balding. I, I used to have glorious hair. I used conditioner. I didn't, and I, well, my hair's been in a holding pattern since my early 20s, which was disappointing at the time, but now I'm kind of like, yeah, if we can hang on to this for another 10 years. Uh, I've just learned to embrace it. Um, speaking of embracing things, let's go ahead and pick another question Gross. here. Um, you better segue this right, because that left a whole lot of open questions. Hopefully, we'll try and get this a little more cheery, so... Okay. Tell me about what is the happiest or most fun time period in your life, and then I'll ask you the question I wasn't supposed to send you, which I'm sure you didn't read. <laughs> oh my God! I have to say, uh, and don't take don't take this as uh, pumping your tires, but uh, when we lived together. Yeah, that's probably like a one A for me. Um, yeah. After you left, it it also was pretty good. Um, it was a lot yeah. wilder and like just out of control, but <laughs> yeah, it was good. I remember specifically to skip. Okay, well I'll ask you first. So, well, first off, why? Um, I felt like there wasn't a care in the world. There wasn't the same like baggage about money about worrying about bills or anything like that because ah, it'll all work itself out um there was a freedom to you know what you know what i'm not gonna do this i'm just gonna do whatever the hell i want yeah at any given time it was total independence because we didn't have to work school was kind of whatever the fun part is arguably we had bigger bills to pay then than we would now absolutely but, it's just... but you had no idea really what – because they were your only bills and you had this idea that I've got my whole life to figure that out. Yeah. It was it, the independence and the uh, 
the lack of responsibility I think may really make it it fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the follow up is, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? What's the first memory when you think back to living together? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> the time where I was all set to stay for the summer. And then a friend of ours dropped by and said, hey, you want to move home for the summer? And I said, yep. And I packed a <laughs> bag and I threw it in his van and we body checked the van door shut and I ditched the job that I had. Uh, I was seeing somebody at the time, just left. Uh, no, there was no cell phones. There wasn't anything. I just up and vanished. Literally and I was just like, disappeared. Yeah. I told you. I was like, going yeah. home. See ya. Said what? Said bye. <laughs> For me, thinking back to that time, um, I will always remember us pressure washing the bathtub. <laughs> uh, specifically, brown, or I mean, yeah, just the amount of ass crack that was showing on you guys while you were pressure washing the the bathtub. And then the other one is. Uh, it's not a specific moment, but just the fact that we used to rent a video game every week, and sometimes yeah. multiple a week. And I would we would sit in those two lazy boys. You would play, yeah. and I would just watch like it's a, like a fifteen hour movie that I'm watching. Yeah, and commentate it. Yeah, and and you know what? During that whole period, we would do that all the time, and that felt like more of a priority than the schoolwork that we had to do. Well, was it not? I definitely think it was because we even though you had this oh school school's hard oh my god if I went back to do an undergrad now I wouldn't even like think about it it was it was really not that difficult no um yeah I would have to agree even grad school like especially as you got into the later years of it and it started to be your area of interest well for mm -hmm. me anyway my experience was things got so much easier at the end like it just Everything was easy because I was interested, so it made learning really easy. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. yeah so fun. I, I think I think that period, I'd have to put right up there. Yeah, I think. Even though, like, oh, what's this? Just know. a second. My work phone is ringing. I'm not answering it. You're doing a podcast right now, so you're busy. Yeah, I don't care. It's past. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. That time and that time, I think, even though, you know what, right now I'm very happy. So I shouldn't say, I think in comparison, uh, what's, what's the old saying? If you're happy where you are at this moment, then you can't change anything about the past because, you know, you wouldn't be where you are. Yeah. And, and I am very happy. Like, I'm really happy. Well, that's why I put in brackets most fun. Yeah, most fun. Just stupid, no responsibility fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more adventures then than there is now. Yeah, I, I think it's energy level. Like we were saying, like I don't want to go do the adventures. I'm not yeah. interested in doing the adventures. I don't want to go see the band nobody's heard of. Yeah, I um, don't want to. I don't want to stand in line to see a band I've never heard of and pay too much for beer while I'm surrounded with people and it's sweaty and gross. And yeah, I have beer in the fridge. I don't need to go out. I can just drink yeah. it here. Yeah, exactly. If I, I want to get drunk, I'll do it on my couch. I got some beers. Want to drink them? Yeah, beers. Um, but, I mean, I've got like seven or eight people that I hang out with 
semi occasionally, and that's good. Yeah, it's enough. Yep. Anyways, let's keep on trucking. Um, okay. Here's a weird one. I don't know how how I would answer it, but would you rather be liked or respected? <sighs> yeah, I wasn't sure how to answer this one. It's tough. Because either one of them, you can come off as pompous. <laughs> well, I'm just concerned that so no matter one, no matter what I pick. You have that like gap because you're not getting the other one. I want both. Yeah, so, so is that what it means? Like, if you're one, that means you're a hundred percent not the other one. Well, I assume so because it's a would you rather. Well, shit. If that if that's the case, damn, liked or respected. Right. Because if you're re- respected inherently, if you're not liked, it means you're respected for being like an asshole or something. And if if you're liked, then you're not respected whatsoever. So really, those polar opposites mean you're either a circus clown or a, well, or a tyrant. I don't think it means necessarily that it's devoid of the other one. So if you're liked, wait, you you people... just said it, it was. No, it's one or the other, but it doesn't hey, mean you that you're the, the opposite. Yeah, okay. and I'm defining okay. it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, I think I think it depends on. In what respect? Yeah. Like ar- around your friends and family? Or around work? Because there's different audiences. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I, okay, do one for work and do one for personal life. Um. Hmm. <laughs> Even that's hard. I know. It's loaded, baby. It's super loaded. I mean, I like being liked, but if it comes at the cost of being respected... But the thing is, if somebody likes you and they want to be your friend in a friendship role, doesn't that mean that they kind of respect you to a certain degree? Enough to value your friendship? No, you can like a person and kind of think that they're an idiot or not really respect them. I guess so, but you still keep them around. Yeah, that's true. And if you respect someone, like, but don't like them at all, would you even hang out with them? I hope not. I kind of hope not too, but in a workplace environment, I feel like respect I, is more for the workplace and liked is more for the personal side. I guess so. But I don't ideally, know. That's, you have that's, both. It's a tough. That okay. one is from a that one is from a job interview site. Which God, I'm like, I'll <laughs> never get that in a job interview. Um, can, can can I just say middle ground tolerated on both accounts? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll cop out with you on that one. Yeah. No, not even like positive. Just, just tolerable. <laughs> um, where are you going for your next vacation? Oh, I thought about this. Uh, I'm not really sure. There's a couple of different options. I just went to uh, Kenora. Yeah, which was ca- kind of cool, but that was winter time. I saw um, that for the holidays. Yeah, I went somewhere colder, which was a tactical error. Yeah, that's you, you didn't do it right. I, I've always wanted to go to like the next vacation I'd like to plan to go to I've always had this romanticized ideal about Iceland uh, I was hoping you were going to say Texas <laughs> I don't I don't think I'd last long in Texas I want someone to come to Texas with me <laughs> I know I know see you're you're the Texas type I think I would uh, say the wrong thing to the wrong cowpoke yeah like you did in uh, when we went to New Orleans, and it's a hundred percent the reason why we'll never go to Las Vegas. <laughs> I, so my next vacation, I'm talking to the chef about possibly going to Las Vegas. He's never been. 
Oh, no? See, no. that surprises me. I thought he would have. No, I'm trying to put together a couple of options. Him and I are going to go on a romantic vacation together in March, hopefully. I ne- we both need to get away. Like, we can't do mm-hmm. vacations where you don't go away because you yeah. just end up working. So yeah. Maybe, uh, why don't you go to Baltimore? I was thinking Pittsburgh because we could drive there. It's only five or six hours. Yeah, but you know what? I've never been to Pittsburgh, but the name sounds unattractive. I know. So yeah. I have to imagine the city is. No, it's quite beautiful, especially in the summertime. But anyways, let's not get bogged down on that. So you are thinking Iceland. I'm, I'm thinking that, yeah. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good short-term goal, too, just in case you get interviewed again tomorrow. Oh, uh, that's true. I could I can save that. I'm going to pocket that one. Um, what kind of... what If you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? Um, like a spicy peanut chicken. So Thai food. Yeah, I think so. Like a, a little bit of heat, but some some salt. There's some sweet in there. Little heat, little sweet. I would be breakfast food because I find it to be delicious. Comforting. Um, one of the meetings I was at, they asked us to write your favorite cuisine, like on your little name tag. Mine was just breakfast. <laughs> That fits your personality, your smooth, subtle voice. No, I just I just like to eat breakfast, you know? <laughs> what? Okay, well, what part of breakfast? All of it. Cereal, All of bacon, it? eggs, pierogies, hash browns, eggs benedict. Well, I guess pancakes I could do without, but they're still delicious. The first and only time I've been to a Denny's was with you, and oh. yeah... Spot on. You got pretty much everything. It's my favorite. Um, okay, next one is, who would play the lead role in the movie of your life? Oh God. Okay. Um, mid to or late nineteen nineties, early two thousands. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, I can see that. Like the SLC punk type of era. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Or, right. Or. But not the Scooby-Doo one. No, not Scooby-Doo. I'm talking SLC Punk. Even when he was in Wing Commander with uh, Freddie Prinze Jr. Terrible movie. but Yeah, I think I saw it. But the the personality type. And and once, at one point, someone even said I bore a resemblance to him, you which I found a, you wrong. You have a, a very slight resemblance to him. Yeah, I Maybe. think that person, that girl was drunk. But I took it as a compliment. Because you're walking think, around with like a shirt with his face on it. I don't think so. Maybe you I don't think I was been. wearing that at that point. <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> no, just uh, I don't know. I thought about it. It's like his mannerisms kind of meet what mine are. I think there's some philosophy uh, likeness as well. Yeah. Except I've so seen well. him in later years, and I think he's let himself go. Oh, probably. He was probably living super hard. Well, uh, wouldn't you? Like, harder than you. Yeah. I, you know what? Harder than me isn't that hard to beat. Well, yeah, I guess. I was hard compared to you because you weren't even drinking beer. Yeah, because I, I took some time off. Yeah. Um, what would the movie be called? What's the title? Uh, opening quotation. Like, I'm doing quotation marks, air quotes. Well, that didn't work. The movie. <laughs> it's a weird title, but I'll take it. I'll accept the answer. <laughs> no, because there's there's uh, 
but you have to take it in kind of a personal, uh, like, a, okay, there's challenges, and you're just like, well, that didn't work. But then still keep moving forward. The, the perseverance story? The, yeah, the, <laughs> the story of the underdog. <laughs> I don't think I would ever classify myself as an underdog. No. but No, the, I, feel, I feel like that title's for, like, at-risk people, but... Uh, something like, um... Takes a kicking but keeps on licking? No, that's... Or, or close enough... I like that one the best. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going to change it to Close Enough. Close Enough. The movie. Actually, I, rem- I remember, um, this is a funny work-related story. A couple of years ago, there was a guy that, um, he had a summer student working for him who got him this shirt that actually said Perfectionist on it. Yeah. And uh, I went over to their office. I was doing some work for this client at the time, and it was him. And... Uh, he was all pleased with the student, like, look what she got me. I, and I actually said, if I had one of those, it would just say, good enough. <laughs> close enough. Yeah, close enough, the movie. Um, so we're down to the last question, and I think it's, oh. like, it's a tough one. I, would, I don't want to answer it. So what are you known for and why? Oh, God. It's really I knew this was going to be the last a, one. you got to take a good, hard look at yourself. Uh, I didn't know where yeah. else to put it. I know. Um, I don't know. Like, the self-reflection portion of me, again, goes back era by era. Like, what I was known for 10 years ago is different than what I'm known for now. Well, walk me through in 10-year increments, starting at the lawyer I don't, the lawyer I don't know if I want to, because, like, a lot of it, I'm... If you're ever happy with who you are as a person, like, like good enough in general... I just think you're not old enough. Like, uh, what's, you know, the, there's the typical saying about uh, everybody's a liberal when they're a kid and then a conservative when they're older or something like that. Like, Absolutely. you change and you develop. Yeah, that's, um, that's true. But I don't know what I'm known for. Um, I'm hoping... Yeah, I, It's hard to say this without coming across as arrogant, too. Like, this is a hard one to say. Yeah. Like, I think my willingness to state my mind. Yeah. That's... After after a couple of drinks. Well, even before you, <laughs> you. That's something I think that you talked about. You know, developing as a person, going across different eras. I think that is that's something that is fairly consistent from while well, in the in the entirety that I've known you, which is like high school onwards. You know. Yeah. So, so why don't I just say I'm mousy? No, I'm not saying it in a in a negative uh, aspect. It's just you have had the confidence to speak your mind the entire time that I knew you. Yeah. Even when I'm dead wrong. For better or for worse. Yeah. Close <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, I should have ended it there, but there was something else that I thought of that I was going to ask you. Well, I I should ask you. I haven't I haven't counter asked you any of these things. I don't know if any of the other guests are expected to. They're not. It's it's my it's my show. Well, yeah, but what about that one final question? What do you think you would be no, most known for? Well, I don't know. Um, probably being a dummy. But the the thing I would like to be known for, like you know, I always tell people, like I'll, I'll go, I'll help people, I'll do favors, and they're like, oh, you don't have to do that. And I'm like, mm, I'm just gonna do it anyway. So helping people move, I've. You know, having a truck has enabled me to help people 
do a lot yeah. of things, um, sort of thankless things. And they, I mean, they do thank you. But they're like, so, you know, I'll get you a beer or do I owe you money or, or all these different things. I'm like, no, just show up and say some kind words at my funeral. So hopefully, in the end, what I'm known for is whatever the kind words they come up with for my funeral. Um, that's what I would hope to be, like a guy that kind of, you know, could be counted on, I guess, or will help you out. Um, I try to be dependable. Um, there's a thing when you, I don't, I forget what I was doing, some HR BS training, and it talked about your say-do gap. So if you say you're going to do something, you do it, and there's no large gap for the ones that you, you know, you don't do. So yeah, I like to make sure that if I tell you I'm going to be there, or I tell you I'm going to do something that I'm dependable, and I will do it. That's what I would like to be known for, but I'm sure it's something. No, I think that's uh, I think that's really accurate. Well, that's what I've got in for. So, yeah. Yeah, like uh, you're uh, true to your word. If you say something, even though it's ridiculous, like I'm going to eat this entire pizza. Yeah, or I'm gonna, or I'm not gonna let that girl ghost me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, despite despite everybody saying no, no. And then, yeah, everyone has told me to let it go. But, um, and I think that, you know, for the why portion of it, I think that comes from spending a lot of time with my grandparents growing up, working on the farm. And, you know, they were of the generation where your word means something. So if you say you're doing something, or if you give someone your word, that's a, yep. that's a big deal. That's like a currency. That is a big deal. So I, I try to follow that as much as I can. And it, it, if, I'm, if I can't do it, then I, I like to let people know it's early as possible i try not to just like you know not do it or just no you're very good at saying no yeah oh i'm very good at that yeah <laughs> and and you know that like when it is it's you, you you're sticking to those guns too yeah i'm very stubborn and i'm good at that but yeah i guess if i had to answer that would be that would be my answer yeah i think that is a, a very very accurate answer and without having the rest of the questions in front of me, I can't ask you any of the other ones. Although I wish I could. But you can't, so... At what point can I submit uh, a tugboat talk where I just grill up, a cheese reference, uh, the tugboat? Well, we did have a grilling cheese segment at one point, but um, we've never really had any kind of like uh, torturing the tugboat type of thing. I mean, how about when you towing start... the tugboat? I don't. I can't think of a nautical reference. Think... Netting. No, you wouldn't be able to net a tugboat. I would just Harp, right harpooning the tugboat. Oh, that'd be terrible. Um. Yeah. As soon as you start your own podcast, uh, I'd be happy to be a guest and let you roast me on that. <sighs> can't you just start my podcast for me? No. Someday. God. Someday, maybe when we're light on content, I'll let you interview me. But that day's going to be a ways away. Oh god damn it! Like maybe like that's all right. Maybe July. Oh. Okay. Well, remind me because I'll probably have lost interest in it by then. Oh, thank God. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been a conversation uh, with cheese in the tugboat. No cheese, of course, but uh, yeah, my guest, the inspector. Uh, any closing thoughts? I don't know. I I feel like I've said too much. All right. Close enough. <laughs>